You're the kind of dad who goes up to the deli counter and orders a triple decker with everything on it. A full bag of Doritos and two black and white cookies. Oh, and because you're trying to watch yourself a Diet Coke, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating suburban dad life, also one of the fastest growing dad-themed podcasts in all of humanity, and yes, we are sticking to it. To the dads, to the listeners, thank you for joining us for episode number 11 of season number 5. Today, we're going to have on two remarkable people. We have Jared Atkins and Fritz Georges. They are two of the three owners of the startup Healthy Foods Market Macrobites. What we are going to learn today is that not only does everybody have a story, but they also have chapters. And we'll tell you what we mean in just a few minutes. Right now, we've got to introduce my partner on the podcast. My name is Adam D. Let's say hi to Coach Randy, the kind of dad you want to talk to in any weather. Hello, Coach. Any weather, and it's a little, a little uh, it was rainy here this morning and cloudy. Sunny, it's rainy. So when I say any, any weather, I any mean weather. every weather. Every weather, anywhere. And guess where we are right now. Guess, Adam D., where we are we? We are back in the den, in both the of den! us. Fully vaccinated. In the den, in the den, in the den, we're in the den. Oh, I didn't realize there was a whole... Uh, There's a whole big song. marching I've been, band, I've been working on it. Den, 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 yeah. den, den, den. Maybe it was a Jewish theme. I don't know, but it's... Lots of horror. It's like we're back. We got we got Bone Daddy up on the wall. Bad of the dad. Back in the house. You mentioned Bone Daddy, Coach Randy. Yes. Do you know who designed Bone Daddy, the Bone Daddy logo yes. that you see on all of our social media accounts? You have not lost touch. We're here in person. Such a great segue. Let me think. Bone Daddy, would that be Becky Berman of bourbonbranding.com, of bourboncs.com? Becky Berman, that one that you're talking about? For all of your graphic design, web design, uh. marketing, and marketing plan needs, it's Becky Berman, BermanBranding.com. And I don't know about you, Coach, but uh, I, I may have eaten a little more than I should have this past week. I don't know why. I was probably just uh, really doing a lot of sitting, a lot of really? eating. It was a busy, busy week. And now I'm thinking, boy... I got to drop a few LBs. You so, could drop a few LBs, and considering we know someone who might be helpful to help dropping those LBs. How about season five guest Matt Wilbur and oh! his program, his fitness program that's designed just for dads? It's called The Fitness Rebellion. Go to thefitnessrebellion.com. He'll talk about a coaching plan, he'll talk about what you can expect with your not just weight loss, but keep it off program. And if you log onto the website, and type in bad to the dad, 15% off. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. I'm keep hitting you while I say Get 15%. out of here. Just, yes. We actually have a partner, a sponsor, willing to give our listeners a 50% discount for nothing except for just getting healthy and taking care of yourself and getting better. Yeah, I, tell you, I think he wants to change the word. Definitely wants to change dads for the better. Yeah. And help them get to be their best selves physically. Unbelievable. Becky Berman. The Fitness Rebellion. I think we actually have this thing taken care of right now, back in the den. We're, what a week. You, you you said you put on a few pounds. I've lost a few pounds. I mean, I'm actually 
I'm feeling pretty good. Is that why you're wearing spandex shorts right I'm now? I'm wearing spandex shorts because these are called compression shorts. Uh huh. They compress to keep everything nice and tight. Which is nice a scientific way of saying underwear. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. yes. They're very comfortable. Yes. Well, uh, I'm a little uncomfortable. Well, listen, I know we've got a big uh, big interview ahead of us. It's a little bit longer than it normally is. Uh, we want to stand on it, but I I just have to do one quick shout-out. Is that okay to you, Adam D.? The mic is yours, Coach. All right, so uh, this past week, as you know, we're, we're big-time softball season. It is 100% softball, and one of the most incredible things happens to uh, Michaela, who's 15. She's a freshman. She pitched her first high school game this past week which is a huge big deal as a freshman team. She, they, the team won 15-5. She went, she went three for three with two doubles, a single. She struck out seven. It was an unbelievable game. And then she gets home, and the coach reaches out to her after watching her play and says, Michaela, we want to bring you to varsity. And wow. it was just, this, it was unbelievable. It was incredible. And I'm so proud of how hard she worked uh, and she's juggling around because on one hand, she has all her friends that she's missing, but she's also really beginning to transition into what it really means to be the softball player. And so I'm just, shout out to Michaela Brianna, had her first win nice. uh, yesterday. So, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the time. I'm just really proud of my girls. You know, my older kids are out and away, but this week was about my two younger yeah, ones. Listen, so. well, well, you should be. And what's great is that you put in the work, yes. right? You're making the investment. And I know that there's that social aspect yes. that Michaela's going to miss. Yeah. But... The thing is, if you really want to see how great you are, mm-hmm. you got to play with the older players. Yep. You got to play with the more experienced players. Absolutely. And you can really, really get a sense of how good your They're game is. And that's and sort of why we we put Aiden in the golf tournament. That's right. Because you want to see, how can you, you know, are, are are you the real deal? Right. Or are you just a, a kid knocking the ball around every mm-hmm. weekend? So I, I get it. We're so proud of you. And you guys are like family. So I uh, can't wait to see what Michaela does next yes. on the varsity softball field. Yeah, so so. It's, it was a good week. We've got a, a great show. I mean, I'm so excited for our listeners. You know, just, you know, we've already, we've already recorded the show, right? And so uh, these are two amazing, incredible human beings. Uh, listen to the story. Uh, if it doesn't make your, 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 your goosebumps and give you that kind of stuff, then I don't know. I think you lack empathy and compassion because uh, as I was through that going, I would love to hang out with these guys. Uh, I'm going to go down to their 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 deal. I'm, I'm just going to. I'm, we got to make a drive to go visit uh, incredible human beings. Um. Jared Atkins, Fritz Georges of Macrobytes. Everybody loves a comeback story. Stay tuned on Bad to the Dad, and you'll find out what we mean right here. We are bad to the dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are on social media. We use it a lot. We love it. We don't stop with social media. And at bad to the dad is our handle for most social media accounts. That includes Facebook. That includes the gram. My daughter said you got to call it the gram. The gram. Instagram. That's like so 2014. You're old. You're old. Yeah, the gram. The gram and snap. Oh, we're not even on snap. We got to learn about snap. And then we got to do TikTok. We're not on TikTok. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Well, we got to learn some. Maybe maybe you guys have kids that could teach us something. But uh, so, yeah, Instagram, we're on Twitter. We're even on LinkedIn, the business networking yes, we site. Are. Yes, You got to have a website. 
If you're anything, you still have to have a website. So we're badtothedad.com where you can learn about guests past, present, and future. And we're an interactive podcast and we'd love to hear from you. Coach Randy and I would love to hear about what you're doing as a dad, your questions, you have show ideas, guest ideas. Um, you know, maybe you have a question for our guests. Contact us at badtothedad.com. <coughs> what is that, go. MD? Adam, be one more time. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Talking about contact us. Wow. Talk about contact. Who do we have in the house today? We have a couple of dudes, dudes who have not just opened up a food market in Asbury Park. You know, it's amazing. You know, when you're, I, I'm working in healthcare and, you know, I'm, I'm working on staffing all of these vaccination centers in Monmouth County. And it just so happens that downstairs at one of the vaccination centers that we have in Asbury Park is this market called Macrobytes, the Macrobytes Market. And it's run by three guys, three great guys. David Lewis, Jared Atkins, and Fritz Georges. David Lewis, unfortunately, can't be with us, but we still have Jared and Fritz. You are going to love this story. You know, the great thing about, about people is that when you have a story, mm -hmm. there's chapters. There's multiple chapters. Multiple chapters, right? And Life is a journey. And no two chapters are the same. So we're going to learn a little bit about that story with Jared and Fritz. I know you guys were working hard today. We're recording this on Sunday afternoon. Thanks so much for taking out some time and joining us on the Bad to the Dead podcast. Uh, absolutely. Greetings, Glad greetings. Glad to be here. Good to have you with us. So like I said, we want to learn about you know your story and how you got to open Macrobytes. But first, it's been, uh, it's been an eventful week from a current events standpoint. And, uh, you know, Coach, I never want to make assumptions about anybody, but my powers of observation mm -hmm. are pretty strong. And if I didn't know any better, Jared and Fritz, I'd say you are two black men. <laughs> what? Is that so? <laughs> but, but they're black. You're allowed to talk to my parents about that one. <laughs> Which study was adopted, I guess. Wait, what? Oh, He's man. a total shock. I'm a boss. Huh? Right. So, so obviously, you know, big verdict handed down. Um, you know, guilty, 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 Derek Chauvin. What was that day like for you guys? Jared, maybe we'll start with you. Bittersweet. Say more. Uh, you know, yes. You, uh, you know, I don't want to take anything away from anybody. Uh, the, you know, the the people, the jurors, they went there and they spoke, but they went there and they did what they were supposed to do. You know, it's it's shocking to me that you know jurors doing what they're supposed to do is something to celebrate. And let's not forget a man still lost his life. So yeah. yes, I'm happy about the W. I'm happy about the win. But like I said, it's, it's bittersweet. Yeah. How about you, Fred? I agree. I, I agree. It's, 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 it's cool. It's satisfying that justice was served. Yeah. I mean, we don't know yet because we still got to wait. What is this sentence, sentencing is going to be like? How many years he's going to get behind that? We don't know that yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, for him getting a guilty verdict is, is kind of satisfying. It's kind of like soothing or whatever. But at the same time, like Jared just said, it's bittersweet because a man still lost his life. Yeah. It's a shame that we we have to go through all this, you know what I'm saying, for us to even just get a piece of justice. You know what I'm saying? But a man still lost his life. He's mm -hmm. George Floyd is not here anymore. You know what I'm saying? No, you're so, absolutely right. I, so it's like, it's like you, can't, you can be happy, but you can't. <laughs> No, and I think you both um, very, said it very, very well. Um, and if you can't tell, 
we're white, just in case you're wondering. What? Yes. Uh, I'm just as shocked as you. And I have. Uh, we're getting set up here. I don't know what's going on anymore. And, and I've always considered myself, you know, hashtag woke. I really do. I'm a sociology professor, and I've learned a lot. Uh, Listen, we we never let the racist white people ruin for the really dope <laughs> white people that we know. So no, but I, that, so. it's a colorblind podcast. It's a colorblind. Yeah, podcast. You know, you got to talk about the issues, right? You know, but it's just true. I. Uh, I never, ever had to worry about, I, I never once did I ever get concerned about being pulled over. And I have a very dear friend, uh, his name is Daryl Godfrey, uh, whose son is the same as one of my, as my oldest son. And I remember when they were out driving, my biggest concern was that my son would drink and drive, do something really stupid. And he said, that's, that's not even close. My, my biggest fear is my kid getting pulled over by a police officer. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I mean, that's crazy. He goes, no, my, I, I, my biggest fear is my kid being pulled over in Berkeley Heights, you know, in Milburn. Uh, and he had to explain to me about the talk. Uh, and I, this was what, uh, my 24th. So this is like eight years ago. And that's when I realized I had no clue of what it was like. And I know that you uh, run this uh, market down South Jersey. Um, but when you were younger, did you also have to have that talk? Did you have that talk with your folks, your family? I definitely did a hundred percent. I definitely had that talk with my, uh, with my dad, you know, I, I lived with my mom for the majority of my younger life. And I moved up to New Jersey when I was about 12 or 13 for high school. And it was one of the very first things that he said to me. And we have townships just like that right here. You know, we have mm-hmm. Wall Township. We have uh, back back then and even still today, Ocean Township. We have Neptune City Township. You have townships out here where their entire police force is all white. Or at one point when we were growing up, their entire police force is all white. And they have the same exact thinking. So, yeah, that's one of the f- very first talks I got with coming to New Jersey. Hmm. How about you, Fritz? Uh, for me, as far as you're talking about, like, my parents having that talk with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, that that didn't really happen because my parents, like, are straight descendants from Haiti. And uh, okay. they, they, they came here and they didn't really know too much was going on. It's, they don't have no, I mean... Uh, police brutality down there, white cops picking on black people. They, they don't have that down there. So they pretty much came from Haiti and just kind of just kept to themselves and went to work and came right back. They, they didn't they didn't really know what was going outside going on outside in America in our world. Like they didn't know. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they would never really had that talk with me. Like I had to learn that on my own. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you how'd you learn on how'd you learn on your own? I'm just curious. Well, pretty much like just just going through the roads, like getting stopped walking up the street for no reason. And I'm like, what did I do? I'm just walking up the streets with my with my beats in my ear. Why are you pulling me over? You fit the description. And I'm like, what description? <laughs> like, are you talking about black? I fit the description. I like I didn't get it until it just kept happening, right? Mm-hmm. And when I started driving, pulled over for no reason, uh getting talked to aggressively. For no reason. While, while I'm like, I've always been like this. I've never been like a knucklehead. That's one one way my parents raised me. Like I've never been knucklehead, disrespectful guy. Like I was brought up with respect. So I'm trying to talk to whoever, whoever I talk to. I I talk to him with respect. And then when I'm not getting the same energy back, it's like, wait, what's mm. going on here? I just said good evening, officer. How are you? <laughs> I was like, shut up. Give me your license and registration. Like, whoa. <laughs> Like, all right. So, and then I just started seeing more growing up what was going on out here. Like being minorities, just being a minority was just all the way against. 
that's oh, so funny, you. Fritz, the way the way you said it, it's like, good evening, officer. You know, there was um, I was telling coach last week we were watching the old episodes of French Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And there was an episode, I think it was number four. Yeah, where, where, where Carlton and Will were driving a Mercedes and they were allowed to drive that Mercedes. They had permission from uh, Uncle Phil's law partner. Yep. And yep. so, you know, go, go take it up. So Carlton is Carlton, you know, he's, he's goofy. He's like this nerd. And he, the way he talks right. is very, you know, refined and sophisticated. And the white cops that pulled him over thought he was trying to pull a fast one. So right. Right. all about tone. And then, and then he get, he didn't know, he didn't realize what was going on. Like, yeah. yeah. And mind you, and Will, Will's from Philly. He's from Philly. He he's giving him, he's giving him the talk. Yeah. Yeah, he's giving him the talk and he's upset. And Carlton's like, it's okay. We're going to be out. It's all right. And he's like, yeah, that's the same episode Uncle Phil came and got him and said, if you don't let my boys out right now, yep. you'll be so much little Yeah, I remember that yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you, if you get it, it's unfortunate that it takes it. It don't, it don't, it's unfortunate that it takes it to get to that point. And especially, you know, where we had come from, where uh, Fritz's parents were first generation Asian and my parents aren't judges, lawyers, or anything like that. That's a very good point. You know, we got when we found ourselves in those same situations, we didn't have the judge mm -hmm. uh, father to come get us out. You know, mm -hmm. so we did we we how we navigate and that. It's so crazy because that episode is so true and so right in a lot of ways. But so many of us mm -hmm. don't have that Uncle Phil to come there and and that circumnavigate those situations. And so we we end up stuck in those situations, and then we end up you know perpetuating the same thing that we don't understand to begin with because that's what we're targeted as. That's what we're picked on as from a very yeah. young age, from a very early age. We're talking to Jared Atkins and Fritz Georges. Uh, Macrobytes are two of the three dads that started this uh, amazing market in Asbury Park, New Jersey called Macrobytes. I know they have some partnerships outside of the market. When you go to the website for Macrobytes and you watch some of the, the videos, you know, talking about the story, the origin story for Macrobytes, you bill this as a comeback story. Everybody loves a comeback story. Tell us about the comeback. What were you coming back from, guys? Well, I think, I mean, we were, where we were coming back from was like pretty much they're like the, the people that we, we used to be, drug dealers out there fighting, um, just out there just doing all the wrong things like uh going against uh, what our parents have to say and like just pretty much just being a badass kid i don't know if i can say that you can split me we've heard much worse so just being bad and not listening to anything and actually and just like just feeling like we wasn't going anywhere getting locked up losing hope or i'm saying like and, and definitely um, a Definitely the mentality change. That's the biggest thing is the mentality change. That's the that's the real comeback story because we were always hustlers. We were always businessmen. We were always go-getters. That was always in us. That was always in our blood. That was always in our soul. The real comeback story is in how we shifted what was already in us and we shifted that mentality and when we manifested what our passions already were and we turned into something that we could do in a legitimate way and mm -hmm. we could legitimately make money and build empires and generational wealth and do things for our family instead of going out there and trying to sell drugs, knowing that working every day nine to five isn't right, knowing that running the hamster wheel isn't right, knowing we're missing out on time with our kids and our families and our significant others, knowing right. we're missing precious moments. That's, that's, that's the real come up story. So we always knew we didn't want to do that. 
so we sold drugs and then we went to jail and then we realized we couldn't do that because that's not right either. We're missing time with our families and our loved ones and our kids there too. And so now we took everything that we learned and now we're here. Absolutely. And you know what's, you know what's even more special to me, which I think about every single day, like especially as we do a lot of it for our community, that at one point we was the ones killing our community. Mm -hmm. We was feeding these people these drugs that was slowly killing our people. Now we're giving them something that's going to keep them around longer. Like mm. now we're trying to give back to the community and do things for the community now to keep our people around longer, keep us going, keep us growing. Now, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm just fascinated by your story. I, um, I think I met, I teach sociology at Union County College and we talk and about certain things where it puts people in life situations. Uh, so you were dealing drugs and were you dads by then or were you uh, young up and comers, high school, college age? I mean, 20, 20 something. Or did you already have kids as you were doing this? I didn't have any kids. No, I, my son is uh, 18 months old. So actually, oh. so I didn't have any kids while I was doing it. But my son was the final like stepping stone for me into okay. transitioning from, you know, I was already out of selling drugs. I was already out of doing everything. And I was just figuring out like kind of the shift on the next move. I'd worked, you know, for the last 10 years, uh, been out of jail, not getting any trouble, really not doing anything, you know, outrageous or crazy, just trying to, you know, navigate through life. And when I had my son was, okay, now it's time to kick it up. Now it's time to step it up. And that formulated my, my why, why am I doing this? And that's what makes me able to work 70 hour weeks and do the things that I need to do. How about uh, you, Fritz? No, um, I, I my son is 15 right now, but when my um when my kid's mother got pregnant, that's when I just knew I couldn't like do those things anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. I still got trouble, got in trouble here and there, but it wasn't nothing to the extreme of me like selling drugs and like getting into fights and like i having firearms and stuff like that. Like yeah. once I had my son, all that was over. Like once she got pregnant, once I found out she was pregnant, it was over. How long were you in jail? If you don't mind us asking. I was in jail for uh, almost two years. Three yeah, years. I was there. Two. Two. Yeah. Yeah, I was there for two years, like two years in a month. So what, what kind of thinking happens when, when you're in jail? Is that when you have those turning points mentally and you're like, man, I can't do this anymore. And when you start thinking about what's next, cause I know for a lot of folks in jail, they have these transforma- transformational periods, these aha moments, but they just don't know what to do next when they finally get out. What was the, the three and the two years respectively like for you guys? I think when you in jail, you just in survival mode. I think that huh. your enlightening moments don't come until you get out of jail. When you mm-hmm. get out of jail, then you really decide what what that narrative play, how that narrative played in your life. While you there, you're not thinking about that. You're just thinking about surviving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's you're you're kicking the survival mode because like there's things going on in jail. You might not make it home. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And just just being in jail and how they control like correctional officers control your every movement, when to go to sleep, when to go, when to eat shower whatever control your every single movement like it's i'll tell you one thing for sure when i got out i know what i wasn't gonna do 
Go back in. So, I told you, I knew for sure what yeah. I wasn't going to do. Okay. It was go back in. That's all I know. It, it ain't sleepaway camp. Yeah. Pressure, 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 pressure does one of two things either bust pipes or create diamonds. That's the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so is it safe? Is it safe to say that? When you're younger, you didn't think of yourself, you know, as you were growing up, you never, yeah, I want to be a drug dealer and end up in prison. That was not like your life's ambition. No way. You don't even think that you're going to be a drug dealer. You don't even think that you're selling drugs. I think when you first start selling drugs, you think you're just helping your friends out. That's that's what you think you're selling. I mean, that's true. I mean, I kind of wanted to be be Scarface at one point, but that wasn't (laughs) I think we all wanted to be, just the accent. I think we all wanted to just do the accent. It wasn't working in my favor. You know, so what I, I do find fascinating, I have always believed that the skill set in that realm and world is so useful in business. I mean, you have you have product, you have distribution, distribution channels, relationships, and it sounds like whatever it was that happened beforehand, you took that negative, you know, to use your powers for good or evil, you're going to say, wait a second, I'm a business person, I got business sense. And is that how you came together with, with your company? How, how did you, how did the three of you come together? That was definitely part of it. You know, we, we're not, we, you know, we're not bad people. Our intention was never to maliciously go out there and sell drugs and, and hurt people. That was never the idea. The idea is for us to be, our idea is for, for the freedom, for us to have the freedom. That was the, always the idea. So, uh, you know, we came together because we all wanted those same ideas. We all wanted the generational wealth. We all didn't want to be in the same place. We all were willing to work hard. We were all willing to, you know, put in the dedication that it takes to get somewhere. That's how we came together. And uh, once we realized that what we were doing wasn't the right thing, we were on to the next thing. That's how, that's how it works, right? That's how it works right. in mm-hmm. business. Okay, this mm-hmm. doesn't work, what's next? Okay, this right. doesn't work, what's next? And that's exactly what we did. What, why food? Why, why a market versus another business? I mean, we got to eat, right? <laughs> you don't have to tell us. <laughs> you got to eat. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. You got to eat. Gotta eat. What's your mission statement? You got to eat. So that's a business that's never going to die. Like, I think that was a perfect business. <laughs> Especially a healthy, healthy food market. It's not, it's not, it's not too, many, too many going around. Healthy food markets, like. And there's none in Asbury. That's the thing. There's none, none right uh-huh. in our neighborhood. It's so crazy because in our neighborhood, you got fried chicken and Chinese food on pizza on every single block. You got a liquor store on every single block. Yep. You yep. don't have healthy. You don't have a healthy market nope. anywhere. Yeah. So yep. that's what we there doing. How, how did the three of you come together? We 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 did you meet uh, in prison or did you meet outside of prison? Me and Dave met in high school, and me mm-hmm. and Fritz and Dave we all kind of met a little bit after high school. Mm-hmm. And when we we just kind of clicked. Once we became friends, it just kind of worked, and we, you know, that was it. <laughs> All every the rest is history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of the taglines going on over here. Sorry, that's okay. No, no worries. So Fritz Fritz is in his mobile office. Also, it's hard just to <laughs> okay. know. We got a little yes, bit of moisture on the forehead. Yeah. No, but I'm I love to get the up my face oh, I love the moon roof though. So <laughs> <it's> <laughs> I don't know how they got sun. It's cloudy. I know North it's cloudy Jersey. where we are. It's, uh, sunny <laughs> in Central yeah. Jersey. It's very sunny over here. Yeah, it's a, it's it's all a facade. It was raining this morning for like four hours. I know torrential downpours for four hours this morning. That's it. I thought I thought maybe he had one of these like uh, 
these screenshots. The screenshot like is not you know, real. You're on Zoom, you <laughs> yeah. fake. Exactly. You're an influencer. Fake in the back. An influencer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so on your website, you say like for the community and for the culture. Tell us a little bit about what Macrobytes is doing first for the community and how the community has responded. Jared, maybe we'll start with you on that one. Oh, man. So for the community, to start off, we uh, partner with nonprofits, uh, Asbury Park Dinner Table being one, uh, See the Table being the another, where we're giving back to uh, not even just homeless people, but anybody who's uh, maybe affected by COVID, who may be going through hard times. Uh, we build our meals the same way we would as if we were to sell them. And, you know, we give them out to the community every Tuesday and Thursday afternoon. We also donate to the churches. Uh, we also just, you know, try to try to be in the summertime coming up. We have a lot, a lot of stuff coming on, but we just try to be there for our community. We get a lot of uh, younger kids. We've had instances where kids have come in and try to take something and we talk to them as opposed to calling the cops on them or as opposed to, you know, getting them in trouble and trying to mentor people and trying to just mm -hmm. get everybody in our communities uh, mind right. Like you said, you're woke. We, we want everybody to be woke. And that's that's our mission. Wake up, hashtag woke. I want to be hashtag woke and I want to be swole. And I want so to uh, woke, I go to Macrobytes, I can be swole. I want some good feed so I can eat. I can eat. Fritz, what about uh, for the culture? Is that culture. sort of sort sort of similar? Yeah, it's sort of similar. It's like for our people, like you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. we're trying to just build, just have different things for our culture, for our people, like this, this good old food that we're selling, this good old soul food that we're selling, like, mm. I mean, we're just trying to, I, I don't know, we're just trying to build our community up, that's yeah. all, and, and us, I feel like as Black people, we need something, man. we need yeah. a, a lot of representation, and, and we're trying to, I don't know, we're just trying to build our people, and not just our people, everybody, but but we do, definitely trying to build our people up and have yeah. something for our people. I tell you, you got a macrobytes. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, absolutely. But you've, you've been there, right? No, I've been there and I've had the food. Actually, macrobytes catered um, our vaccination centers upstairs. I think they've done it a couple of times and the, the, the food is amazing. So if you're in Asbury Park, you want good, healthy food, please go to macrobytes at uh, 1201 Springwood Avenue in Asbury Park, 1201 Springwood we're, Avenue. And get yourself right. registered for the vaccine if you're in the area and then and then get yourself one of these wraps. And they're good because they'll they'll do the meat. If you're a vegetarian, they'll do a vegetarian wrap. And I know I was looking for a, a day without meat and they were able to accommodate that. So, uh, you know, very good to their customers. You go online though, you watch them prepare this. There's a little more dancing going on than I think uh, <laughs> here in the food, but I guess that's part of the, that's part of the vibe, right? Kind of whistle while you work. Gotta keep the culture, right? We love what we, we do, take... and it's and we're just three friends in the kitchen. So uh, turn the music up real quick. <laughs> it's, never <laughs> stressful. It's, it's never really a stressful time in the kitchen because either we're listening to music, dancing, preparing these hundreds of meals, or we're sitting there just cracking on each other. That's I mean, what have we you, do. Have you thought <laughs> about? Have you thought about telling your story? I mean, I mean, this is a. Uh, I'm blessed that you are on our show today because uh, we're going to talk about being a dad in a few minutes, but this is a remarkable turnaround where so many individuals, I've, I've done work in many different parts, uh, West Baltimore, where kids know they end up in two places by the age of 24, either in prison or in jail, and they have they're hopeless, they're helpless. Wasn't that the same thing, prisoner and jail? Well, the prisoner dead, sorry, oh, okay. prison, prisoner dead. 
Uh, and you know, and it's scary it's walking. Ball. It's good. It's scary walking home because there's individuals, gangs looking to, yeah. to bring them in. And there's also police officers that automatically just assume they're guilty. Um, right. And I'd imagine there's that, that fear that, you know, what's school for, for what, what does it matter? And somehow you took what many people consider the, the worst part of life in prison. And now you have this incredible rethought process where it's all about community. It's about culture. And so many people would say the, the dice are against you. There's no way you're going to do it. You have too many things. How many doubters did people, how many doubters did you have before you actually said, listen, we're going to do this, whether you want us to or not. At one all point, everyone. Yeah. yeah everyone. All of, all of Even them. The, the bank, the banks are usually the hardest on you, right? Definitely. Friends, family. Really? You, family you, too. You, oh yeah. Uh, you would be we, shocked. How, I mean, about, we believe like, in ourselves. How many people <laughs> that, that are friends didn't even support like just they wanted to knock you down they, they wanted to prove you couldn't do it just exactly. for whatever reason whatever negativity that you guys are crazy no one's going to do this it's not going to work out so how did you persevere what did it take for you to really overcome all that negativity to say you know what we can do this you know we're not because we're not mad at them we don't we, we're not upset with them we're, we, we do we do this not for them we do this for us we do this for our families if they want to come back around and be on the team we'll take them <laughs> if they want to hop back on a bandwagon bandwagon people love a success story people love a success story that wagon has left i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> God, we got God different friends Fritz, Fritz likes to hold a grudge. Fritz, your, your new last name is not Fritz George's, it's Fritz Grudges. <laughs> I mean, it's no grudge, but don't. I mean, I, I would appreciate it more if you was here when you seen the vision. Yeah, because yeah that's, sure. where, that's where we need you. That's yeah. where we need your support when we was that's down true. here. Don't try to jump on the bandwagon when it's rolling and we're like, nah, no. Nope. And anybody can jump on a winning team. Yep. The bandwagon is heading towards a yacht right now. That's there you go. One of the local brands around here, one of the local brands around here, shout out to them, is uh God bless whoever hating on me. So yeah. uh that's how that's how we try to see anything. If you're hating on me, God bless you. I wish the I wish the best for you. Yes. Not, <laughs> I got no problems over yeah. here though. <laughs> but you were you, you both you both mentioned family as being an important part. Uh this isn't show for dads. Uh what is it? We'll start with uh Jared first. Talk to us about what it's like being a dad. He's an 18-month-old. Uh, what's it like, what you're doing and uh, going through um, as a dad? It's like, uh, come on, it's like a whole nother job, you know? <laughs> it's, like, it's, nah, it's, it's, it's the most rewarding and then the hardest task at the same exact time, but it's definitely the most rewarding. And, you know, my kids at that age where we're starting to communicate, we're talking to each other, we're sign languaging, you know, eat, her, all the good stuff. So it's exciting. It's rewarding. And uh, and it's super, super fun, but it's super stressful. I mean, you know how it goes. Formulas, $40, yeah. uh, diapers, you know, diapers, yeah. you know, $20 a pack for the cheap ones, $50 a pack for the expensive ones, yeah. potty training. He's learning how to tell me no. It's all, it's all no. <laughs> it's no. They'll never I'm stop. They never stop. It's no. More. It makes yeah. you want to work a little longer, right? At the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to the gym, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm not there anymore. Yeah, how about you, Fritz? You said he, your, your son is 15? 15. Yeah. 15. A and, teenage. Uh, teenager. He's a teenager. He's he's getting a lot of, uh, he's building up a lot of slickness to his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm trying to keep my, I keep my composure with him because I know he's a teenager. He's going through things yep. right now. But, uh, 
for me, it's it's definitely scary. Uh, I'm I'm happy, and I can teach him what I can teach him, and he can understand now. But for me, it's definitely scary because now, like he's grown, he's like he's like what five foot eleven, almost six foot. Oh, a big boy, and, and like it scares <laughs> me because I know he might go through these things while he's out in the street. I had these talks with him. These talks we just talked about recently, just previously, I had these talks when I'm like, listen, if you get pulled over, just cooperate. Mm-hmm. Or you, they, they stop you, cooperate. Don't go reaching in your pocket too fast. Don't do that. Hands out. Talk to them respectfully. Don't be all angry. Because you are, now I mean, this, the color of your skin, they're already against you. Mm-hmm. So relax. You know what I mean? I had to go through those talks. So I, I'm scared of things like that. And right now, Right now, I'm a single father, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. uh, his mother got into drugs or whatever. So wow. it's 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 hard for me to, like, try to be there for him, try to even mm-hmm. have those talks to him about that because he knows what's going on there. It's mm-hmm. not like yeah. he's a baby. Like, he's not, like, and he I can't, I could just brush it away. He knows what's mm-hmm. going on. He knows what his mother's mm-hmm. going through. So yeah. it's hard. I'm happy, but I'm, I'm getting into the stressful years, trying to, Trying to keep him focused on school, Good. trying to keep him um, safe. Yeah, I'm worried getting easier. In high school. Oh, yeah, I'm worried yeah. about him getting bullied, stuff like that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. stuff, I, stuff I can't protect him from. I yeah. can only just mm-hmm. talk to him about. Yeah. It, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. it's stressful. I'm happy, but it's stressful. I, it's stressful years right now. Okay. So I guys, can't we take when I'm at those years, man. I, oh, I listen, years. you know, they'll be here fast. Time, no, no, yeah. make sure time stands no, no. still. Much diapers, diapers are really not so bad. Yeah, it's not so bad. The 15, I have a 15 year old daughter, 26 year old daughter. It's it, it is oh, a different no. kind of trouble. Yes, different kind yeah, of trouble. It is. Oh, no. I promise you. I knew it was a different type of trouble when he started wearing my shoe size. <laughs> <laughs> so, so guys, we usually take home the interview with a segment called Dad Vice Advice for Other Dads. And you can okay. come from the perspective of what you've been through and what you've built, or you could just give us some general dad advice. Let's start with Jared. What advice might you have for other dads? Oh man, just uh, my best advice that I have for other dads: find your girl a hobby. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> he's not, he's, he's definitely, he's not joking. But okay, <laughs> he's not joking. <laughs> oh, be patient. Be patient. Yeah. Understand that uh, even though something makes sense to you, it doesn't make sense to your unit the same way it makes sense to you. Yeah. So just be patient. Take some deep breaths. <laughs> you know, take a walk. Yeah. Yep. You know, have, pour yourself a glass of wine, whatever you want to do, whatever you like to do, whatever your advice is, just be patient. Gotcha. That's all. Nice. All right, nice. Fritz, you got to follow that. What's your dad advice? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess just be the best dad you can be, I guess. Talk to right. your child. Talk to your kid. kids. Be there for them because you being there is more important than you know no. to them. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Amen. While, they, Amen. while they're growing up, you being in their lives is way more important than you think. Like, because they're they 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 look up to you. They they look for you, they look to you for guidance. So I don't know, just try to be the best parent you could be. Be there for your kid because they need you more than you think that they need you. Right. No That's matter good. how they no, no matter how many how much attitude you give them. Uh, or, or they give you no matter no matter the attitude or whatever the case might be, they need you. Right. Regardless. That's good. 
I like Fritz's way better than mine. <laughs> no, we're keeping them both in. Keeping them both in. They're they're tie goes to the runner. You never tie goes to the runner. Never have enough dead. Yep. Awesome. Jared Atkins, Fritz Georges, we missed uh, horribly David Lewis, but uh, please, you know, send our our best to him. We know he's going through a thing. These are the guys from Macrobytes. If you're in Asbury Park, New Jersey, 1201 Springwood Avenue, pay them a visit, try their food. I know you're not going to be disappointed. Uh, Jared, let us know. How, how can we find you online again? Uh, yeah, sure. If you go to... Um underscore on instagram i'm sorry underscore uh, at underscore macrobytes uh the market is at uh macrobytes market and we also have a cafe up in robinsville that's at underscore mb cafe any emails you need to send you can send them to support at macrobytes m-a-c-r-o-b-i-t-e-s dot com Jared and Fritz, thank you so much for being on Bad to the Dad. You are now officially in the fraternity of all the Bad to the Dads. We nice. wish you nothing but the best of luck at Macrobytes. Appreciate it. Thank you. So thank you. Just real quick, too. Thank you guys so much for everything that you do upstairs. We appreciate it, definitely. Definitely appreciate you. You got it, and uh, we'll be in touch. All we right. are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we're brought to you by Berman Branding, and that's Becky Berman, bermanbranding.com, for the best in graphic design, web design, marketing, and marketing plans. If you want to know how good she is, just check out Coach Randy Says. Huh. At Coach Randy Says. Shut up. Yep, it's a, it's a, I'd say it's a heck of a company, but I know it's like just you. <laughs> it's just me. But I tell you, she, ma- she makes you look. Like really, you're a Fortune really 500 good. company, really, really and that's good. really what it's all about. Yeah. And of course, the Fitness Rebellion. You're going to want to talk to head coach and founder Matt Wilbur. This is a fitness plan designed specifically for dads. You are going to see results because it is a guaranteed no BS weight loss and keep it off program. That is the Fitness Rebellion. So go to thefitnessrebellion.com or on social media at the Fit Rebellion. Coach, I want to thank. Jared Atkins and Fritz Georges of wow. Macrobytes. Unbelievable. We told you they had a they had a not just a story, right. but many stories. But it just goes to show you you can't count anybody out. No. Can't judge a book by the by the cover. Absolutely not. Right. And if you believe in second chances, these guys, these guys, these are the guys you find in the dictionary under second chances. I, I, I could have sat, I mean, I wanted to talk to them just from a human perspective of being of just listening to their story, what they grew up with, how they got into the, the world of, that they got into. Uh, I would have loved to have talked more about time in prison because I just think that you heard it. It's just about survival. You ever served time, Coach? <laughs> so I had to, get the, had to get the fletch line in there. But you know, Coach, you. I was I was telling uh, my kids yeah. about these guys and yeah. I said, you know what? I would love for you to do a summer job at Macrobytes. Absolutely. And you know, the first thing she says, you want me to work with a bunch of guys who were in jail. And I said, 
Yes. 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 Because these guys will teach you how to work uh-huh. and they appreciate life and what they have more than anybody. anybody else. And that's what you have to focus oh. on. Not the jail time, no. what they did after you know, and they, the jail they time. They talked about that. When I came out there, there's one place that I wasn't going back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it is uh, an inspirational, motivational, sensational story uh, that they were all friends you know, when they were younger, mm-hmm. uh, and that somehow they all survived amazingly yeah. to the world of what they, they, they did, which is the odds are certainly against them. But to come together, and they knew they had the business savvy, uh, and I cannot wait to get down their macro bites and, and Asbury Park, and there's nothing, no, nat, no, no natural kind of grocery store around, so they've got a huge market uh, in that area. Um, I don't know how you find these guys, Adam D., but you seem to, you, you always outdo yourself. I think it's one of our best. We have lots of great episodes and lots of great guests, but the uniqueness in their story, I just yeah. love tell, hearing those stories. And, and, and I know we talked a lot about, you know, that we, we've had a few episodes this season where we talked about, you know, what do black men do or what do black anybody, any what do they do when you're pulled over by the cops? And I know we talk about, um, you know, some of those injustices. Just for the record, there are some really awesome well, cops there's, out there's there. There's no doubt about it. We've had great, our town in West Orange. Um, Incredible. And a very diverse yeah. police force, too. So we have a lot of friends uh, who are cops who who get it. And they treat everyone, regardless of the color of their skin, uh, very fairly and very justly. But we also know, just like, you know, not every cop is great. Not every cop is bad. Mm-hmm. Not every drug dealer. Yeah. Is is going to end up, you know, is, is destined to become a drug dealer and hurt their community. Yeah. And these guys are a perfect example of that. Now, Coach, you talked about some of the guests we had on. Yes. You look back on this season, and and I'm yeah. giving you this preamble because next week is our last episode of the it? season. It's hard to believe. Episode season, twelve. We are. This is. You know what? This was the penultimate episode yes yes yeah, learning i tell yes. you cracking open the sat books right michael <laughs> marvel be studying a lot of marvel. Oh, marvel yeah marvel's good like that that's i understand that you know not endgame but what was the one before endgame oh the infinity, yeah, war. infinity war that yes. was the penultimate okay yes yes so in any event yes you look back on the season so we had an atf officer mm-hmm. we had a an expert on recruiting mm-hmm. we had a, a, a guy who was a businessman for a clothing line mm-hmm. that supported uh, folks with disabilities correct, correct you know a lot lot going on we had a guy who ran the whole digital interface for the vaccination effort yep for pfizer mm-hmm. back in in week one with we Saad had, saeed and then we had you know last week the sepolo johnny uh, johnny fox transitioning working who, with a, a company right that does the alert systems? Alert systems. I mean, wow. We just cannabinoid. I, yeah, a cannabinoid. We talked about up in Canada, cannabinoids. Uh, we just uh, we pull them out, and so next next week is our uh, our. It is. It's it's a uh, it's episode twelve. It's our final episode. It really is a grand finale for this season. So we are going to have Chris Carino on. All right, tell me about Chris. Chris, you remember Tim Capstraw? Of course, I remember who we Tim had on Capstraw. a couple of seasons ago. Love him. He's the color guy. Yes. For the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. Okay. Chris is his play-by-play partner. Ah, so we're going to bring the picture together. Very nice. Now, Chris mm-hmm. is not just any play-by-play guy. He's not just any. Chris uh, has muscular dystrophy. Oh. So we're going to learn about what it's like to be a dad mm-hmm. and a broadcaster and with muscular dystrophy and how we might be able to support that cause. Good job. Adam D., we're going to end on a high note. We sure are. And then, of course, 
we do have a few surprises that always happen over after our season. We have specials. You mean specials? We have specials. We love specials. We oh, love that's specials. like how you went with that whole deli theme. Specials. specials. We got specials. Come to the counter. You know, take I'm a sure number. We'll have something for Father's Day. We'll get our we're get our main guys Absolutely. in those, those nuts. Who again? I I must my my phone lit up again through all the chats. Because what was the of, last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier? Just saying, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's over. I think <laughs> my friend John Brooks out there, a little shout out. We'll, we'll agree, but we'll get the we'll get the boys back. Yeah, in the house. Look, in a month or so, you got Loki, so yes. it's going to start back up again <laughs> yes. in June. Yes, we are bad to the dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Dads have a great week. 